0: This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMo. Today, I want to talk a little bit about family time. As I record this message, it's about 5.30 in the morning on Sunday. And a little bit later today, uh, the family's going to do our annual apple picking, which has been a tradition in my family as far back as I can remember. And it's something that we are passing on to my son and my daughter. Matter of fact, way back in the day, um, it was one of the first dates I took my now wife on, uh, Lauren. Um, So it's interesting how all of these things weave their way in and out and tend to come together. So family time. It's something that I'm... Pretty ruthless about trying to maintain in my day. And it's not easy. Uh, The people that post on social media about their beautiful life with balance and how everything's so carefree. I'll be real. Some days I look at them and I don't know if it's my background of having shame or guilt or inadequacy or abandonment. But I just look at them and want to drop an F-bomb. Like, please, it's not that easy. Granted, nothing is ever actually easy in life. It's just a matter of the intention you put behind it and the focus that you give it. So maybe that reaction is a sign of the further growth that I need to do. I mean, listen to my first 30 episodes. I never claimed I was perfect here. But it's something where I really work to... Make that a priority, I'd say there's maybe six times in the last year where I've taken a call during what would normally be my family time, and it's always because of um folks that I work with on the west coast uh all my East Coast people get it, but that three hour time difference it throws a wrench into some things. And that's an area for opportunity on my side as well. But out of an entire year, that's pretty good, I would say, as far as making it so that you're prioritizing the people that matter the most in your life on a regular basis. In your business, it's very likely that you're in a similar situation where there's too much stuff to do during the day and the time allotted. And that gets better with proper planning and a proper business system. But it happens to me too. You throw in variables like my son now being in um they call it educ like a what is it like a daycare that's educational? Okay, Um, But we had to make a massive shift recently In the way that we do things in my family See, normally I get my son up Or he would wake up around 6.30 And the time before that Was my time So from when I woke up at 5 Till my son woke up That's when I got to crank away And do my personal growth, uh, business development, planning, coursework. And now that he's doing that, he has to be up at 6. Which means he also needs his morning picnic that we do prepared. And that pulls my time back from... 5 in the morning till about 6.30 to 5 in the morning till 5.45. It doesn't leave a lot of time to do the things that one would need to do. So you have to get more efficient at doing it. On the back end of the day I'll come down from the office 5.30 sometimes 6 o'clock and from that point forward it's family time, dog needs walked. Kids potentially need time for food. And you go from the furnace back into the fire. Yeah, you know, my wife she needs to do her personal time, you know, showers, whatever else have you. So we make sure that we're getting the kids' time. And they feel loved, appreciated, all of those things. But it sure as heck doesn't leave a lot of time for us. As you'd imagine, by the time kids in bed, it's probably eight o'clock. There's a good hour before we're asleep. And that makes it tough because there's not a lot of time for connectivity between the two main partners of the house, the king and the queen. And that's an important relationship to be able to nourish because we're the ones that set the path. We set the intention for our children. We make sure the house runs properly. And we set the energy that our children grow in. Whether it's a tenuous energy or an easy energy. Whether it's an energy filled with anxiety or filled with love. And now me personally, I grew up with a blend of those things. And I know my wife did too. Uh, The both of us, uh, the reason I would say we sync up so well together is we have a lot of similar stories about sacrifice now the the chapter titles will be a little bit different but the issues underlying are similar in a lot of ways which is probably one of the reasons that we connected and headed off so well Um, she would obviously tell you that it's also my amazing sense of humor rugged good looks and you know all that stuff she totally would say that if I asked her to probably have to pay her five bucks but it's all good Um, but that commonality in our story is a powerful thing for that connection too because we both understand at a very genuine level who the other person is because we've both seen some stuff, you know, it's not a relationship where one partner has gone through tremendous adversity and the other one just hasn't. And I know cause I've been there before too. You know, if you don't have a shared sacrifice that you can overcome. A lot of the times. The only thing that'll hold. Someone together is the fact that they've. Had a sacrifice before. And that's one of the things that Lauren. Definitely brings to the table. In a more perfect world, I suppose neither one of us would want to have those. Childhood sacrifices, but the universe works the way that it does for particular reasons and would we have ever known each other or connected to each other if we hadn't had that happen probably not and it's important that your partner is either completely in alignment with you on everything or is the exact opposite in some very key ways. I'll give an example for those that know me. I'm very good at organizational management, but when I grew up, I didn't have a lot of organization and structure. Lauren did, and she brings that to the table. She likes things exactly clean, and I like to just continue working and get stuff done. And we, we meet in a happy middle. She brings me in towards the organized side. I bring her towards it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to work. And that balance in a relationship is important. Now, funny story, the first people that owned this house... We're both on the organized, organized side. And I have... I mean, God bless it. It's like when you buy that classic car and you've got the notes going all the way back to 1952 with every oil change. Hand-calculated miles per gallon. Was there oil consumption? How much did they use? What was the NBA temperature? Um, Did you use a wet bulb or dry bulb for that temperature? Like, dude... Some of the stuff, as far as notes for this house, it was absolutely wild. Also wild that the builder didn't have any standards, but, you know, it's... Like, two very organized people can work together, but it does become a little bit of an echo chamber, which, as we've probably seen in society nowadays, probably not the best thing. But having those divergent personality traits is something that can be empowering because where one person is light the other person has expertise and passion and they can help fill the gap and provide the team with a plus in more segments and the people that are in alignment on everything where they're going to be together pluses And together minuses, the divergent partner brings a plus to the relationship, which in my opinion, makes a more balanced and better couple as a whole. Doesn't make it perfect. You'll not hear that word from me pretty much ever. Um, I know that I work at it all the time to be the correct partner for Lauren. But if we were completely in alignment, we would also be completely in alignment on our blind spots and things that don't serve us. And I think a lot of the times that that doesn't create a great life. I know it doesn't create great kids. In the example of the people that originally owned this house, if they'd had kids, I'm sure they'd be very tidy. They'd also be anal retentive and anxious all the time. There's just things you can tell from the notes in uh, the logs for your house, just saying. But you need a little bit of that chaos too. And one of the blessings of my upbringing is one of the reasons that I'm so good at analyzing people and problems is I never really had structure. My life was in turmoil and chaos. I was moving between parents houses I split the week between two houses so like straight up would on Wednesday take the bus home to my dad's place fill a backpack with the crap that I need and ride my bike over to my mom's house a couple miles away and then on Sunday I'd ride my butt back to my dad's house so like I was born in chaos. My prim my um formative years were developed in a lack of having a home base, if you will, which has created a lot of anxiety and it's created other issues, but what it's made me is supremely flexible and able to just do those rapid assessments and cut through the BS and see what's really going on. So much so that my friends in high school used to have to, um, give a, a warning, a PSA, if you will. Like, Hey, that's Mike. Once you get to know him, you'll love him. And the reason they would say that is a lot of people bring their favorite and best persona to an initial meeting or at a party and I can cut through the BS and just see, hey, there, there's real as a $3 bill. Like, this is all fake. It's a facade. Like, run, don't walk away. And I would do that for people that I met. I hadn't learned that um, interpersonal tact, I guess you would say. But it was there. I could see it. And I would tell people, like, Is one of the situations where when your friends would bring over the new girlfriend. And I'd say, no, 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 drop that one. Don't do it. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. She's a 10, bro. Mm, She's going to get you 8 to 10 is what's going to happen. And they'd get upset. And I'd understand. Like, this is their new shiny love object. But three months later, they'd come back and apologize. Like, dude, I don't know how you knew but that was wild. Yeah, I know. And Lauren brings a similar filter, just from a different side of the equation, where she's seen the symptoms and signs of the negative behaviors that I haven't seen. And she can see through that as well. And she brings her own unique flavor of love and protection to the relationship and between the two of us we end up at a very good place when it comes to raising our kids you know an example of things that I remove from our equation is the word careful I don't want my son to be careful I want him to be cognizant of what the risks are to what he's about to do but I don't want him to be careful we have too much careful in this world, too much, too much helicopter parenting. And you can see in society, uh, one of the jokes that we make is you can look at somebody and tell that they've never been punched in the face because of the way that they act. You see it on social media a lot, but I've seen that in person where somebody's really sassy and I just think to myself, like, nobody's ever slapped the absolute crap out of you, have they? And me personally knowing that I could be the deliverer of that particular message, I let them go where other people might get confrontational. But at the same time, that person that's never been slapped in the face, when they look at somebody like me, they know, even if they're a little bit bigger than me, there's something different behind my eyes where it's like, I'm being polite to you because that's how society works. Don't do it. And they don't. It's kind of funny. But back to the parenting side of the house, one of the things Lauren and I do is we have the conversation about how things will be. Now, don't get me wrong. I will drive her nuts because this brain is a catacomb for useless information that happens to be useful in the particular term quite often you will say it's like well you're not a blank it's like well that's fine but you don't need to be a blank in order to understand how the system works that we're discussing and I use the word blank in place of certain things that get you shadow banned off of Facebook, YouTube um, demonetized and all that other stuff so you can take a guess where I'm going with this But just being able to have the good communication about what's important to us and how we're going to operate, that's something that a partnership needs to have, whether it's in business, in your personal life. It's a very important thing, and I'm blessed to be able to have her on my side to help offset the areas that I'm lighter in and to help support me in those ways too because it does take a team there's no person on the planet that's a whole holistic person in my opinion they are edified in those other even if they're minute those other gaps filled by the partner that they share their life with I happen to be very lucky in my case but hopefully this conversation is helpful for you If I were to make an overall message, you know, whether it's your personal life or your business, you need to have a good partner and you need to do the research on that partner first. Uh, There's some key criteria, shared core values, shared intention. You need to make sure that stuff's in alignment so that you can have a partnership that's going to last deep into the future. I'm Mike Demo. I appreciate you taking a listen to the conversation today. Um, if you have questions, inquiries at growwithdelta.com, feel free to shoot me a note. If this message was valuable to you, I don't monetize the podcast, but I would like to keep moving up. Currently we are a top 10% globally. You can do that very simply on Spotify. They just ask you to throw some stars on the board on iTunes, they ask you to throw some stars in a couple words. Simple review. I'm not looking for a sugarcoat. I'm just looking for the truth. If you could share that, that would be fantastic. You could reach out to me in addition to my email, obviously, uh, on LinkedIn, Mike Demo, uh, on Facebook, Mike Demo. Pretty simple to get a hold of me. I uh, appreciate your time.